Welcome to Truth and Liberty. Thank you for joining our daily live call-in broadcast where trusted leaders bring biblical insights to the issues and you can call in and get your questions answered in real time. According to the Bible, it's the truth you know that sets you free. So call in today to get answers, information, and resources to help you stand for truth and effect godly change in our nation and the world. And now here's your host, Alex McFarland. Tonight, the eyes of the world are on Israel, and this show, Truth and Liberty, is your place to learn about spiritually, politically, militarily, what's going on in the Middle East and in the war between Israel and Hamas. It's a great show tonight. Our very special guest, expert voice on all issues related to Islam, Israel, and the Middle East, Kamal Salim, and also with us, Richard Harris, and my name is Alex McFarland. The website, truthandliberty.net. And folks, it's going to be great. You don't want to miss it. We're going to get to telephone calls and more. But before I introduce our very special guest, let me read from the Word of God from Matthew 24, 30 and 31. People are asking, are we in the last days? What will the end of time look like? We begin tonight with the Word of God that Jesus says, Then shall appear in heaven the sign of the Son of Man, and all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and putteth forth leaves, you know that summer is nigh. Well, I welcome everyone to the program, folks. The number, if you want to call in with a question, the number is 719-619-2341. But uh, let's transition and the, you know, it's been said that when you're in the lion's den, it's good to be with a lion tamer. I want to tell you, a beloved colleague and friend, Kamal Salim, we'll introduce in a moment. But first, Richard Harris, attorney, pastor, cultural commentator, and host of Truth and Liberty. Richard, it is great to be with you tonight. Hey, Alex, it's great to be on the show with you. Uh, really excited about today's program. I couldn't miss this opportunity to be on set with Kamal, so I'm just super excited to be with both of you guys. Well, indeed. And folks, uh, what can I say? If I really shared the fullness of my heart in introducing Kamal Salim, it could take the whole program. Uh, this is a brother that I've known 20 years now. Kamal, I don't know if you know it, but uh, you and I have known each other two decades. He is an amazing man of God, has an amazing story, raised, uh, I believe it was a Sunni Muslim, found new life in Jesus Christ, one of the most powerful <clears throat> preachers of the gospel that I know of. He's an author, a speaker. Uh, the, the new resource that he's created is Ishmael Redeemed, but Kamal Salim, you're an instructor at Karis Bible College, and we're very honored to have you as our guest expert voice tonight on truth and liberty. Welcome, Kamal. Thank you, Brother Alex. It's a privilege to be with you, and it's good to see you again. You are a blessing to all of us, and thank you for allowing me and having me on your show. Amen. Well, we've got so much to ask you, but before we do, um, tell us about Coom Ministries, and that's K-O-O-M-E, ministries.org. 
Kum Ministries and about com. this new resource. Oh, I'm sorry, dot com. Yes, sir. Okay, dot com. And uh, Ishmael Redeemed, uh, give us the latest on that. So our ministry is a mission, a missionary to the United States of America, to the church. Our ministry is called Kum, which is mean arise. This is just like what Jesus Christ did with Lazarus, uh, and that's what he did with Talithia when she was, uh, she was dead. He said, the church is not dead, the church is sleeping. Talithia, the truth is not dead, but the, the truth is sleeping. So, uh, so our, our hope and desire is to wake up the church and tell them about what God is doing. Our, our job is really to bring about the teaching and educating the church how to reach the Muslims. The body of Islam today, Muslims today, they are the biggest body of Gentiles on earth. There are over 2.2 billion. And so therefore, you know, God is visiting the, the Islamic world, but many of our missionaries and many of our church that are involved in reaching, and many of our schools, they have no understanding how to reach the Muslims. So, so many of them, they separate between Islam and then because let's go to the other, uh, you know, groups uh, of Gentiles and let's leave the Muslims because they think that they're terrorists. So, uh, this book, uh, this book and this DVD series, Kamal, you know, the Ishmael Redeem, Call to the Kingdom, this is a whole chart and it has the uh, demographic, it has the paragraphs and a chart of bloodline genealogy how to reach the Muslim and how to do it. Is God is involved in this? It's in the Bible. You have to find out what God said. So with all this, you know, our, our hope and our desires is really to add to the church and wake up the church to tell them it's a harvest time. It's in the midst of an awakening. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm. Well, so uh, Kamal, um, let's talk about, you know, 10 days ago when we woke up Mm. And uh, it was in the news everywhere that Hamas had attacked Israel. There are Correct. a lot of questions I want to ask about this, but first of all, let's start the conversation. What, when you saw these news reports, war in Gaza, war in Israel, what went through your mind? Well, number one, we need to understand that uh, the call of Islamism, you know, because there's a lot of Muslims, they don't want to be part of this, you know, this move of destruction and terrorism. So. Uh, the call is to utterly destroy the Jewish people. That's number one. To push them all the way to the Mediterranean Sea. That's their first call. To take Jerusalem and take the temple so the Jewish people will not be able to build uh, the, you know, the last day temple you know, of God you know, up there. And uh, last but not least is to establish Islamic hegemony, which is one world order under Allah, and establish Sharia. Sharia is the constitutional law what constitutes to the Muslim every aspect of life. So therefore, it directs them. So when we allow, you know, if, if, if the terrorists are not attacking, uh, you know, if, by machine guns, and, but they allow to attack the nation with Sharia, then they can conquer the nation from within by Sharia. And this is, uh, th this is important to see what's happening on a big screen. But what we are seeing in, in, in the Middle East right now, we see two things happening. Number one, we see the peace treaty that's happening between Saudi, Kuwait, Qatar, Bahrain, Oman, Jordan, and UAE, United Arab Emirates. Uh, United Arab uh, Emirates. And so what's happening is, it's called the Abrahamic Accord. So now we are seeing that God has opened the floodgates to people to convert to Christianity. So the pilgrimage is, is going all the way to Saudi Arabia. They're going to the Sinai Mountains, uh, and they're going to all the places 
where the Christian could not go before. So now they have open, open gates to those nations and we are seeing conversion take place. The second thing is bringing peace to the Middle East, which is under the Abrahamic Accord, which is our previous president has declared it. Now with the fullness of the uh, fig tree, which is when uh, President uh, Trump declared that Israel, uh, Jerusalem is the state capital of Israel, now the tree is at fullness and now it, the birthing of new things are taking place. Iran, uh, with all its tentacles, when we say tentacles, it's uh, Hamas, Hezbollah, and uh, Islamic Jihad, Islam, you know, Islam, uh, Islamist Sharia, you know, all these people, including the Muslim Brotherhood, they are led by Iran and financed by Iran. Iran allowed, you know, uh, gave the green light to, for all this to happen. And so uh, why did they want to do this is to stop the peace because the the conversion in the Muslim world today is high, but the highest and the most, you know, uh, the highest place is in Iran. Iran is the fastest growing church on earth today. Mm. The conversion Could you say conversion from Islam to, to Christianity. Christianity? Yes, sir. So now with this war and all this that is taking place, now they can put the zeal of Islam back in the heart of the young people and start recruiting, you know, for, for the Muslim world. So. Mm. This is the initial, uh, this is what's behind the scene. So Iran dropped, dropped this specifically to stop all this from happening because as we see, Saudi Arabia and all those Arab nations over there, they did not condone Israel, but they condone Hamas. That's amazing, isn't it, Alex? I mean, it's not uncommon, is it, for a dictator uh, when he begins to struggle at home with popularity or whatever to declare war on some ancient enemy of the state or whatever to unite the people behind him, sort of like Putin did yes. with Ukraine. Uh, you're saying this is what Iran That's has done exactly in right. this situation. Interesting. You're right, Richard. Kamal, I've got a question for you and I'm going to follow up, but first let me sort of uh, lay this out. The, the Six-Day War in 1967, the Yom Kippur War in the fall of 73, the Hamas attack in October of 20. 23. How, if at all, are these three wars related? Uh, we noticed that Israel, uh, the, the, the enemy, the terrorist group, always choose, you know, the holidays, you know, and they attack the Israelites during the holidays, as we saw what happened just uh, at the end of Sukkot, you know, all of it, you know, and even on, you know, Shabbat, you know, so they, they started this war and now they're attacking Israel. So they choose, you know, the Muslim chose also uh, September, uh, September, you know, uh, uh, September 1st, you know, which is uh, like when they hit 9-11, that date is also, it means a lot to the Islamists. They always attack on September 11. So, and in, in process, we see the Hamas, Hezbollah, and Iran, they attack at the end of, uh, uh, at the end of the holidays. But every time the, the, uh, the Arabs attacked Israel, they lost territory, they lost land, and they lost uh, a lot of the things that they occupied before. This time it's happening all over again, and this is a lost loss for them, and it's, it's working on behalf of Israel. Because when we see the world stage, now people coming from all over the world, including some Muslim nations like Saudi, uh, Bahrain, Kuwait, and others, they are supporting Israel and not Islamic Jihad. Mm. So let me ask you this, that was going to be uh, part of my follow-up. 
you know, in the Six-Day War of 1967, I mean, that was just miraculous. Uh, Israel suffered much fewer casualties. The invading nations suffered huge casualties, but Israel tripled their land. And, and by the way, that is their land. Uh, Kamal, if you would, speak to the fact that, you know, before the birth of Muhammad and before the creation of Islam, the Jewish people had inhabited that land, uh, the promised land of Abraham, for two and a half millennia. So by historical precedent, uh, that is the land of Israel, isn't it? Absolutely, it is the land of Israel. But uh, on a previous question, uh, during the, uh, uh, that war that we were talking about, uh, Israel lost about 290 people, while the, the Arab nation lost 22,000 <laughs> soldiers. Wow. 22,000 soldiers. And, and, and that is a miracle, what you said, Brother Alex, because yeah. nobody could have done it but God. And, and God has raised America specifically, just like what he did with Golda Maria or when Nixon came and helped yeah. her, you know, in yeah. the last second. America is doing the same thing. So America is, is, is born specifically to protect Israel and stand with Israel at all time until the end of the age of Gentile. But to your second question, we see that God said in, in the Quran, Allah, that's not God, you know, our, you know uh, Allah is God of Islam and God of Christian are not the same God. Mm -hmm. But he said to Israel, welcome to the land of Israel, come and inhabit the land. That's in the Quran, which is their holy book. Mm. So, and the Muslim don't look at this because mm -hmm. Islam deal with uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, document, uh, the doctrine of abrogation, which is what we spoke before it's no longer applied because there's something replace it. So anything newer replace the old one. So the last thing Muhammad talked about is holy jihad and jihad replaced all and everything that Muhammad, you know, uh, that was spoken uh, early Islam. Mm. So what we look at the land today as they dig in underground or what so have you, they're uh, finding the Davidic, you know, articles and, uh, you know, and uh, the old Israeli, you know, uh, from the, the beginning of Israel. Mm -hmm. The land over there, it, you know, it's, it's, it belonged not just to Israel. God gave it to them specifically for the return of the great king. The word of God said, he said, Jesus Christ was slain before the foundation of the earth. And so, and, and, and he was seated on a seat of authority before time. So Jesus has to come back to the, you know, the, to the seat of David, which is the, 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 uh, the city of the king, of the great king. So what happened is God has established this place. He said, the heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. And that's where God, you know, he dwells. He said, I reign in Zion. So God reigned in Zion and this is his city and that's what he chose. And when God sent the Israelites a long time ago, he didn't send them to, you know, to that land to kill people, but because the inhabitants over there were worshiping false God, the Canaanite, they were killing their children and offering to Amalek, and then, which is Baal himself, and the uh, Sidon and Tyre, they were worshiping Ashtur, which is, you know, what, that's where Jezebel came from and built a temple in Israel. Mm. And so God told these people to go and cleanse the land and, and bring about what he promised to, uh, from the beginning of time, and he sent, you know, he chose Abraham to go and purchase the land. Abraham, in Genesis 15, and went over there and he purchased the land from 
the, the, the people of the land. The one he said, I need place, you know, to dwell in. And they said, you can have it for free. He said, no, I have to purchase it. I have, you know, and so today the, the Israelites have purchased the land all uh, again. They have paid billions of dollars to purchase their own land back from the Arabs that they were, you know, uh, inhabiting the land. So all alone, it is the land of God. It's the land of his people, chosen people, Israel. So l let me ask you this. Um, are what we're witnessing today, um, is it prophetic? And if so, how? Mm. Yes. So we look, God spoke about this event to happen before time. So we see at the people group that they are fighting Israel today. As you read Psalms 83, you see these people group by name. They are mentioned in Psalms 83. And they said, let us make a tumult. You know, let's make unholy alliance with each other. Because the Sunni and the Shia are, you know, made to kill each other. And, and, and now they are bringing all different groups. Kush is coming toward them, you know, and so we are seeing, you know, people, terrorists coming from ISIS now advancing to Syria. And these are coming from uh, Russia Minor and they're coming from Ethiopia and Sudan. So the, we are seeing all these people group being prophesied that they will take place, you know, in Psalms 83. But then we see what happened. Psalm 83 will lead to Ezekiel 38. That's the next part of the prophecy. I was going to ask you that. You know, it's interesting, folks. Psalm 83, Ezekiel 38. Uh, basically, uh, and I know only God knows, but Kamal, um, does this lead you to believe that we are very likely near the return of Jesus? I believe that the Word of God, when he said in the book of Malachi, that he, there's a shaking that is taking place on earth. And uh, we know that God doesn't shake the earth unless he's doing something uh, on earth. So we say, he said, it'll be like in the days of Noah. So Noah was gathering what God was saving. And we are saying today, you know, God is separating the wheat from the shaft, but he's also separating the, sh the sheep from the sheep. <laughs> who's on side, who's on, a God, on God's side, mm -hmm. because not everyone says, Lord, Lord. Yes. You know, is, uh, is, you know, is really believe in Jesus Christ. A lot of people don't believe that Jesus Christ was son of man or he was crucified. And we have replacement theology right now and what so have you. So God is really shaking the earth. And now he said there will be the second shaking, mm -hmm. which is coming about. And we will see more people, uh, those that choose God and those they separate from God. The scripture that you read earlier, you were talking about that the angels came to, uh, to gather his elect. What is his elect? The one they chose God and, and fought for God, what the word of God said, not what the world of Babylon said, you know. So they didn't choose, choose the world. They chose God himself and, uh, and they, they will suffer for it. But it's the greatest harvest for such time and hour. You know, wow. Alex, I, I've, uh, I did a study of uh, prophecy uh, in the first half of this year and taught it. And um, I, uh, as I'm looking at it, um, it seems to me that we have, well, of course, Christ could come at any time, right? He yes. says, watch, you know neither the day nor the hour. We have to always be vigilant. But if you believe that the, the temple in Israel needs to be rebuilt, um, yes. and then also um, there are hundreds of, uh, there are literally thousands of people groups, language groups around the world that do not have the word of God yet, that haven't heard of Jesus Christ. And so Jesus said in Matthew 24, that this gospel will be preached uh, to all nations and then will the end come. Do you, do you think that it's possible that this might not be the final 
um, that we might have a, another wave or outpouring of God's Spirit before Jesus comes? Nobody knows the time, but yeah. here's what God said. He said, there's time under heaven for every activity on earth. Mm -hmm. So everything has to take place. Nobody knows the hour, but the age, the end of the age of Gentile has not matured yet. Mm -hmm. We still have a whole lot more. We have about 700,000 group, uh, you know, thousand, you know, group of, of people mm -hmm. that need to be reached. 7,000, yeah. not 700,000, yeah. 7,000. And, and so therefore, these need to be reached like India, like the Muslims throughout uh, the world. And what we, are, what we are seeing that God is trying to fulfill this right now. And when the church is waking up right now, we see in America, for example, uh, we are seeing the, the Black Robe Regiment uh, pastors are rising up. Mm -hmm. We are seeing missionaries now hot for the Lord and they're going to places that uh, no man gone before. And now we are seeing Saudi Arabia is uh, allowing Christians to come uh, and Jewish people to Saudi Arabia. Mm. With this war, Israel needs blood. And guess who's supplying the uh, blood to the, the Israeli from Saudi, from UAE, from mm. their brothers. Why? Because they have the same bloodline. You're saying that Jews are, are receiving blood from the, from uh, the donations Muslim. from Muslims from and the Arabs. Okay. Because they have the same daddy. <laughs> and and mm. so it's a, it's a miracle. But here's the thing. Uh, the time of fulfillment, uh, we, nobody knows the hour, but the church has to fulfill the purpose of God. And I believe the church will not exit weak as it is today, but the church will exit with the, with the best commodity that God has created, the image of God that is put in men, young boys, young men and women that they are left on earth that nobody has led them to Christ yet. Mm. Kamal, let me ask you this. Speaking of, you know, how Jesus said this gospel of the kingdom will be preached as a witness to all nations and then the end will come. Are you aware of Jews and Arabs getting saved uh, in great numbers these days? Uh, Jews and Muslims turning from Islam to Christ? Uh, is that going on? Absolutely. The, the great rabbi, you know, you know the, over the temple of Israel, he declared, he said, we are having an uh, encounter with Jesus Christ with dreams and visions, and we are speaking to Jesus Christ. That has, it has been established, chronicled in uh, Jerusalem Post and other places. And so they are waiting for the Messiah to come to enter. And now, hmm. uh, and now we are seeing the Muslims, uh, the, the Muslims specifically, you know, uh, those in the far places that we could not reach to them. 60% of Indonesia, which is the biggest body of Islam today on earth, 60% conversion. That is wow. the greatest miracle on earth. 60%. 60%. And now we are seeing also... Are you saying that Indonesia is now 60% Christian? Or yes. what do you mean 60... 60% of uh, the nation has converted. Oh from, my gosh. How uh, did we know? Islam. I've never heard that before. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's been happening for years. And that's why the... Uh, the uh, Indonesian government implemented Sharia law. Mm. So therefore, if you convert, now they have to kill you. Mm. Because mm. Muhammad says, whoever converts from Islam, it's mandated that to be killed. So when we look at all this, we are looking, Iran is the fastest growing church on earth. Like I said, you know, we are seeing people from Hamas, from, from Hezbollah, from all over, from ISIS, they're converting to, to Christ, you know. And so we are seeing, the world of Islam has been shaken. Uh, I was talking to my family in Beirut, Lebanon, and I don't talk to all of them, but uh, one person. 
and they said a phenomenon happening all over Lebanon and that small country. They said the, so many Muslims are converting to Christianity. Praise you know, God. It's happening all over. They are including imams. Jesus Christ is appearing and this is to complete his appearing to these people to complete uh, the prophecy that's spoken in the book of Joel. Because he said, is this the last days? The, the word of God says, in the last days I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. The old man, young, you know, man, young women, old women will have dreams and visions and they will prophesy. And he said, even on your maidservant, I will pour out my spirit. Mm -hmm. And who is maidservant to Abraham and Sarah is Hagar and Ishmael. And, and so we see the people from Muslim are converting because they're having dreams and visions and Jesus is appearing to them. Wow. They never had a miracle. And now the, you know, Messiah is coming to them and he said, I am he, wow. you know, this is what happened to me myself. And uh, I testify that he is the living God. Praise God. Wow. Well, folks, if you're just tuning in, our very special guest, author, speaker, instructor at Karis Bible College, Kamal Salim of Kum ministries and he's the author of the brand new resource ishmael redeemed also with me tonight richard harris attorney pastor cultural commentator calls are coming in but we want to hear from you the number is 719-619-2341 by the way the website truthandliberty.net there's so much good content there and richard you're doing such a great job of pulling together articles and content you can subscribe to the emails and you can stay current Stay informed, be equipped to boldly stand for God's truth in any situation. Go to truthandliberty.net slash subscribe. And Richard, if you would, on the, the ever-growing Truth and Liberty website, what will people find there? Sure, Alex, thanks for uh, mentioning that. So uh, when you go to the Truth and Liberty site, just go to the Resources tab, and you'll see a drop-down of, of uh, various options, one of which is a research center where we have literally hundreds of links to all kinds of helpful and useful information. One of the ones I wanted to mention is the pastor's resource page there, uh, where pastors can go and find information that they need to uh, get a, a, a civic action group set up in their church, Ameri Christian American history, uh, biblical worldview, and other legal resources. And so that's a really important one. But a voting center uh, with you know finding your, your congressman, registering to vote, all kinds of things are there on the resources page of our website. You can also subscribe and you can donate. You can help us here at Truth and Liberty accomplish what God's called us to do by becoming a Truth and Liberty member today. That's a donation, automatic recurring donation of $5 or more per month will make you a Truth and Liberty member. And also, Alex, of course, all of our archived show videos are hosted there. Yeah. And by the way, speaking of recent shows, um, a week ago I had Dr. Susan Michael on of the International Christian Embassy in Jerusalem. Then Friday night, I had Jan Markell on, a born-again Jewish lady who has spent 30 years as an expert on Israel. I refer you to those recent shows. And Richard, some of your recent shows that are archived, what, what have been some of your topics recently, Richard? Well, on a similar vein, we had uh, Frank Gaffney on last week. Oh, yeah. uh, thank you for that relationship, Alex. Uh, Frank was talking about national security. The war in Israel was, I don't know, three days old maybe by then. Uh, that was a fascinating program, uh, really sobering. Um, l yesterday we had um, 
Uh, we had Kristen Hawkins, the founder of Students for Life on to talk about the abortion issue and uh, that was just so rich. So yeah, it's every day here on Truth and Liberty, you, uh, you learn something, don't you? <laughs> uh, you really do. Uh, this is a great program, great content. Kamal, we've got a brief break in about 30 seconds, but your website, tell people uh, where they can find you online. Uh, anything and everything you need to find about Islam, what's happening and how God is bringing the Muslim and why and for what reason and how God is running special on Muslim, you'll find it in my new book, which is a new, uh, it is a new manna for this hour, uh, Ishmael Redeem or the DVDs. Uh, and uh, you can find it on kumministries.com, which is K-O-O-M-E ministries, plural, dot com. Wonderful. We've got a brief break, folks. Stay tuned. Truth and Liberty is coming back with Kamal Saleem, your calls, and more. Don't go away. At Truth and Liberty Coalition, we work to unify, educate, and mobilize the body of Christ to change nations. That's why I want to encourage you to go to our website at truthandliberty.net and subscribe so that you can begin receiving regular updates uh, about our show, news items, action alerts, blog posts, and much, much more. Uh, all you have to do is go to the website, click subscribe, share your email address, and you'll begin to be equipped to stand for truth in the public square. You were created with a purpose, written in the heart of God. Long before you were born, He is calling you to find it. We want to help you experience His unconditional love, to be equipped and empowered to become a world changer. Hey everybody, Richard Harris here. I wanted to let you know that the Truth and Liberty live call-in show is now on Twitter. You can watch us there at 3.30 Mountain Time, 5.30 Eastern Time, five days a week. Just go and follow us on Twitter at Truth and Liberty Co. That's C-O. And remember, it's the truth you know that sets you free. So don't miss out. Watch us live on Twitter. Welcome back to Truth and Liberty. Alex McFarland here. This is a very special night, folks, because the Lord is with us. You're watching. Also on set, attorney, pastor, cultural commentator, Richard Harris, my friend and colleague at Karis Bible College, and somebody we love here on Truth and Liberty. And he's, he and his family are truly like family to Angie and me, Kamal Saleem. And we're going to get to your calls and questions tonight. Ask anything. If you've ever wanted to know about the differences between Islam, Christianity, Judaism, what's going on in the Middle East, and any question tonight, and uh, I don't use this word lightly, but we truly have an expert. Kamal Saleem is here to take our questions, and that number is 719-619-2341. But... Um, Kamal, before the break, I, I was going to ask you just to elaborate on this. Um, how long this current war, Hamas attacking Israel, uh, we're now coming up on two weeks in. How long is this going to last? And as always, will Israel get more of their land? You know, it seems like Israel is attacked and they always come out uh, better than they were because God undertakes for them. But give us your 
Give us your prediction about what the next few weeks are going to look like, Kamal. Well, uh, the best things that's happened to Israel right now is this, uh, the world views uh, are all of them are looking at Israel and many nations are coming in support of Israel. Uh, and uh, in process, we are seeing Israel is taking stronghold, uh, taking out stronghold. And now with the American being in, in the Mediterranean Sea, Hezbollah is afraid to tackle, you know, uh, Israel. But in process, you know, Hezbollah and Hamas, they thought, you know, that's, Hezbollah did not shoot their rockets on purpose. They were waiting for Hamas to exhaust the Iron Dome. Mm -hmm. And when the Iron Dome is, uh, has been exhausted, period, then Hezbollah will tackle the ground and they will disable the air force, uh, the airports, that's where they want to shoot, the, you know, uh, and they will take uh, majority of, uh, you know, uh, military camps and what so have you. So their agenda didn't work because uh, America came again to, 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 to the help of Israel. But we are seeing, you know, the, the scary part is that everybody needs to see and know that Saudi Arabia is because they are the head of the Hashemite kingdom, which is all those seven nations that we mentioned earlier. They are about to allow Israel to open the temple and that will lead, you know, and that will bring about the temple to be built between Al-Aqsa Mosque and Dome of the Rock. And that will bring us back to Daniel, which is abomination mm -hmm. desolation. Mm -hmm. And when you come to that, you will find out that these people that they are fighting Israel today, that they are not the sons of Ishmael. Mm. They are the sons of Lot. They're the sons of Esau. They are the, the sons of Cush. They're the Hagarite. And also we are seeing, you know, the, the Assyria, which is, you know, we are seeing all these people are descending, you know, these are not the sons of Ishmael. Ishmael today is trying, you know, th there is no feud between him and Israel. Hmm. There's no feud between him and Israel. So everything is changing and really, really all of it in this book. Mm -hmm. And I press this book again and again because a lot of people don't understand what's happening. We need to educate ourselves why we need to understand how uh, what, why God is involved in all this and why God is doing it in this hour. Mm. Mm. Uh, we're going to get some calls. Uh, first of all, we're going to go to California. Sandy in California. Uh, Sandy is a partner for Truth and Liberty. Thank you so much for doing that. And by the way, folks, you too can be a partner if you would go to truthandliberty.net slash donate for your recurring gift of at least $5 or more a month. Uh, you are a partner with us. And let me encourage everybody watching to invest. I mean, people need to hear the truth. And just like Sandy is doing, you're helping spread the biblical worldview, the truth about our world. We're having on world-class guests and communicators like Kamal Saleem. So uh, partners, uh, join with us. And Sandy in California, I want to thank you for being thank a partner you. of Truth and Liberty. And we welcome you to tonight's show. Hi, thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Um, oh, I was on last week with Richard, and I asked some questions because there's a lot of college kids that are uh, posting pro-Palestinian propaganda. So uh, the answers they gave me, by the way, last week were awesome. So now I have some more. I'm hoping you guys can help me with these. Um, so they're posting the one I po that one I saw today, and this was. They got this article from The Guardian, NPR, and Intercept. These are all, I guess, liberal media outlets. Um, anyways, one of them was Israel had a part in creating Hamas. 
They're the ones that are oppressing the Palestinians. That's why they have little water, food, and medicine. How do I respond to that? I don't know where I can go to find some facts. And uh, Israel's now bombing hospitals and schools. And um, why do Christians support Israel when they disagree with us that Jesus is the Messiah? I know that was a lot, but if you guys can help me with that or if you need me to repeat it. Absolutely. Kamal, you want to start? Yes. So here's what, how we, I was a PLO and I was trained by, you know, one of my first teacher was Yasser Arafat. One of our strategy was to bring children and women to put them in places where they become our sandbags. So therefore, in, you know, Israeli do not kill children and women. So, and what happened is many times we have put, including me, you know, we have put our anti-craft on the top of the hospital building. So now when Israel hit the, uh, the, uh, the anti-craft, which is, you know, uh, it, it destroys the hospital and they say, look, they, they are destroying hospital. This is a propaganda, you know, Palestinian propaganda. But the other thing is we need to, to see that this terrorist attack, it was not done by Israel, it was done by Hamas. They're the one who went and hijacked people, burn people alive, uh, you know, uh, decapitated children, and also rape women. There's some of the pictures, they are raping women on the street, and, and they were Jewish, you know, women. And so th this is not a human thing. This is an animal uh, thing. So when, when the uh, liberal media come and do this, because they echo their ism brothers. Who are the ism? Mm. So you look at mediaism, which is they are, uh, you know, they believe in social uh, culture or Babylonian culture. So therefore they support Islamism or socialism or liberalism or, you know, whatever ism that come there or communism. They have to, these are, they coming in unholy alliance together. And so the truth is we saw what happened. It is Israel again and again f through Belford and through Oslo, you know, agreement. They came and they said what? They said, we agree to this. We'll give you the land. We'll separate the land. And always, always, always the Arab refused and they launched war against mm -hmm. Israel. Yeah. Because the, the Arabs, they, you know, or the terrorists really, they don't want to give the land away. They want to take it all and they don't want to have peace with Israel. Right. Mm. Hey, by the way, you know, um, the anti-Semitism that we are seeing on so many ca uh, campuses, uh, uh, guys, you might have heard this, folks, that there are a lot of Jewish organizations like the Wexner Foundation that has a property at Harvard named for them. They're pulling out, I want to say this, the, the Ivy League schools just in recent days are losing billions in Jewish philanthropy dollars because mm. on liberal American colleges, so wow. mu there's this anti-Semitism that is allowed to go on. In fact, the professors encourage it. And um, Jewish people that, again, Israel, Israel are not the aggressors. But uh, finally, guys, and Richard, you speak to this too, if you would. I think in America, there's some pushback finally against the woke voices that are pro-terrorist, pro-PLO, pro-Hamas. There's a price to be paid for all of this wokeness. And uh, I find that encouraging. Well, it's, it is really interesting, uh, Alex and, and um, um, Kamal. I, I, 
you know, I'm very uh, skeptical of the left and of the things that they say when they do sound good. Does it is it coming from a pure heart? Do they really believe it, or is this just appeasing the current wind of the media? Uh, but but some of the things that have been said of recent by the Biden administration even are. Uh, reasonable and uh, humane. The desire to help and stand firm with Israel, to go and support Israel, that's, that's good and we need to applaud that, I believe. Um, and so what you see is that maybe there are even some people still on the left that have a conscience. Um, and so that's really good news. How long it will last, I don't know. I think um, the, the, the Spirit's been saying since this conflict broke out, don't get too excited. This, this pro-Israel sentiment will not last forever, and we'll see how long it does last. But Israel has a window of opportunity here to defeat its em enemies, and that's my prayer. I'm not... I'm going to say this as could be, uh, I could catch some flack for this. I'm not really praying for peace right now. I'm praying that Israel would have victory over her enemies because this scourge of Islamic terrorism, this deadly poison, it, it's got to be exterminated. It's, it's a horrible thing and, um, and it needs to be gotten rid of. Well, when you have blood on their heart, you know, just to, it's really the, uh, the vampire for this hour, you mm -hmm. know, and they are, they are sucking blood of humanity. Yeah. And I speak for this from um, my perspective, from uh, where I came from. We had, you know, hate, deep hate for the Jewish people. As a matter of fact, the, uh, the Quran, the Muslim book, Allah said these, the Christian and Jews are pigs and monkeys, you know, and so therefore they, they were accursed by that spirit because we are not Muslims. So therefore, they are not a human, they are animals. So this is the same ideology that Hajj al-Amin al-Husseini, the uh, Grand Mufti of, uh, of Jerusalem, went and taught Hitler how to do this. And he uh, raised two regiments, and they were SS regiment, and they killed more Jewish and Christians during the Nazi you know, war. They, they were Muslim mm. uh, radicals, wow. you know, by the Palestinian same group that they're fighting today. Mm. And you go like, how is that possible? That spirit is an ancient spirit. Yeah. You know, mm. I, can we, Alex, I, I wonder if we could go back to Sandy's questions. I think we've got a lot of calls, so it's up to you. But yeah. the, um, the origins of Hamas, Israel didn't create Hamas. The right. Jews didn't create Hamas. Hamas is a terrorist organization that is uh, backed and funded by Iran. Its sole purpose is to exterminate the Jewish people and drive them into the sea. Uh, the, the Muslim fundamentalists do not accept the legitimacy of the state of Israel. And uh, that's, if I, you correct me if I'm wrong, Kamal, but the idea is that once land is, uh, is controlled by Muslims, it can never be relinquished. If it's ever conquered again, then every Muslim has a duty to drive the conquerors out. And so when Israel was reborn as a nation in 1948, from that day until now, and uh, the, the fundamentalist Muslims have been saying, we cannot and will not concede, and we're in a state of, of jihad against Israel. So, And all this must it, happen. Yeah. All this must happen so God can, can fulfill his purpose in the land of the living. Yeah. And return sure. for the great king. Amen. But, Amen. Uh, great, Richard. I'm glad you made that point. I, I do want to try to get these calls and folks, uh, the number 719-619-2341. John in North Carolina. John, thanks for holding. Welcome to Truth and Liberty. I just want to say hey to my two best friends in the world, Alex McFarlane and Kamal Salim. 
And hey, hey, praise God. John, hey, back John. at you, my dear brother. Uh, you know, when they slay the two witnesses on the streets in Jerusalem and the whole world sees them, well, that's through the Internet, isn't it? And now I think the gospel has been preached throughout the whole world by the Internet. You know, and you see, if you go to the Cove and up in uh, Billy Graham's place in Asheville, you can see these uh, telephone calls coming in from all over the world where people are getting saved. So I believe the you know the, the scripture, the gospel has been preached to all the world through the internet. The same way that they'll see the two witnesses at the end, they see the whole world will see those two witnesses. Mm. Uh, l- let me say a word, and then Kamal, I want you to comment, uh, folks. I was at a major, major ministry about a year ago. Uh, I assure you, everybody in the world would know this ministry, and they had a, a big website with the analytics online, and they said, look, we can tell right now where people are reading this particular ministry has an explanation of the gospel in multiple languages, and where were people reading the gospel? Saudi Arabia, Turkey, Northern Africa, Morocco, places where missionaries can't really go, and we were watching in real time, people were surfing the internet reading about how to know Jesus. Kamal, um, you know, Daniel says in the last days that knowledge will increase, and I I agree with John, the caller. It does seem like the Internet has, for all of its foibles, but the Internet has contributed to the message of Jesus going around the world, hasn't it? Absolutely. You know, the, the, the purpose of light of God is to penetrate darkness. And you see those Muslim young boys, uh, young men and young ladies, uh, they have, all of them have cell phones. Mm-hmm. And they spend more time on a cell phone than they spend any time, you know. And, and, and they are seeking God, they're seeking Allah and finding Jesus, you know. And so what they, are, what they are looking for, they're looking for hope. And they are seeing what Islam is doing in the last days, you know, because Islam is the the slave master of uh, the, 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 the people that they follow in, in the way of Islam. So therefore, uh, we are seeing liberation through the social media and millions of Muslim now they are posting. Uh, we, get, we got calls in crew ministry. We got them from as far as India, as far as, you know, uh, uh, just from all over the world. That how you know, people, I said to them, you know, if, if you want to know if Jesus Christ is, is Lord, is God, and you, there's nobody with you. Just say, Jesus, if you are real, speak to me. I want to know you. And you would not believe how many people, they called on Jesus, and Jesus came through mm. to their room, and, and they were saved. Amen. It's, you know, we are in a harvest time, and God is running special on Muslims. <laughs> really, God is running special on Muslims. You cannot find, you know, so uh, basically, it is in this book where you know how to know what God is doing and how you need to reach out to Muslims. And uh, Muslims today are open up. So many of them today, when I come to speak to them, they are ready to, to pray, you know, to receive Jesus Christ. That's how tender they are, because as tender as the fig tree is, so is the nation will be tender to, to, to receive Jesus Christ. And speaking about the two witnesses, John, uh, What's the great witness when you have Ishmaelites and Israelites walking together declaring the glory of Jesus Christ in the land of the living? 
Yeah. I mean, that is one of the greatest miracles, that these people were killing each other. Now they are united in Christ Jesus, where Jesus said, I came to create in myself one new humanity, yeah, to, new to remove the hostility between the two. You know, so we are seeing this being fulfilled right now, and we are seeing the two witnesses, Jews and, Christ, uh, and Muslims, coming together in the name of Jesus Christ. Um, Alex, can I make a comment about uh, just on this whole subject of has the world been reached? Um, uh, yeah. it, it is exciting, the things that are happening, the progress that is being made. Um, there's an organization that has come together, a coalition of Bible publishers, actually. Um, I'm forgetting the name of the group, but they have formed a plan. It's, it's amazing, isn't it? We, we've functioned for hundreds of years uh, with the printed word and different publishers have never done this, but finally they have come together and they formed a strategy to reach every people group by the year 2035 with the Word of God, the printed Word of God. So that's incredibly exciting. But still, if you go to the Bible Museum, John, in, in Washington, D.C., um, there's an exhibit there uh, about the, the Bible and it's, whether it's been translated and published in the languages around the world. Like Kamal said, there's thousands of, of people groups in the world today and, and thousands of languages. And the Bible has only been translated into about between 30 and 40% of those languages. So you still have a vast majority of people in the earth who do not even have a copy of the scripture in their own language. And so, yeah, they can get on the internet and if they can read English, they might have a chance. Or if they can, if, if maybe they're in a former European colony or something where they have a language or they can find the Bible, they have a chance. Chance, but there's still billions of people in the world who have never heard the name of Jesus Christ and do not know him. So now more than ever, we have got to make um, discipling the nations our number one priority. Amen. 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 By the way, folks, the two witnesses, if you were to read about that, that's in Revelation chapter 11. Uh, but John, thank you for calling. We're going to stay in my home state of North Carolina. We've got Angie on the line. Angie from North Carolina. Thanks for holding. Uh, I know hey. Angie in North Carolina, by the way. Hey, how are you? I'm doing well. It's good to hear from you. <laughs> Folks, this is my wife, Angie. Uh, welcome to our show with Kamal Saleem. Well, um, there is no one I'd rather hear speak except Kamal than you. How about that? Okay. Well, do you have a question? <laughs> yes, I do. I have a question. Um, what can we do for our fellow brothers and sisters in the Lord and those that don't know the Lord in America? How can we explain to our fellow Americans that we need to get on the ball and get people saved quickly because these are the end of times and Christ will reign and rule forever? Until that happens, what can we do as Christians, as Americans? How can we wake up America, Kamal and Alex and Richard, to this truth? Well, in my humble opinion, is uh, the first thing is uh, the Word of God says the fervent, effectual prayer mm. of the righteous availed much. So God is looking for people who will pray. He talked to Abraham and he said, if there's one man who's praying, out of save the nation, you know, uh, mm -hmm. but there is nobody praying. Uh, if we truly pray for the nations and we try start Amen. 
pray for the Great Awakening. We will see that, uh, Sister Angie. And then, but there are more than that. Uh, the, the Word of God says, let your light shine. So we need to educate and bring people like Alex, like Richard, like myself, to start educate in the churches and speak about this subject matter. Hmm. We really need to start, you know, teach the masses because a lot of our young men and women, they, they have the zeal to do it, but they don't have the tools to do it. And, and we, we need to go and start uh, giving them the tools that they need and why God is doing it and how God is doing it. I believe we are in the season where Jesus Christ said to Peter and the other apostle, cast your net to the other side. Mm. You have tried it on your own and you have not succeeded. And on the other side, there are huge catch waiting for us. And this is the time for that catch. Wow, praise God. That's a great, great question, great response. Uh, we're going to go uh, to the calls in a moment. Kamal, we have an online question. Uh, is Hamas active in the United States? What do, what do you think, Kamal? Yes. Uh, you don't have Hamas in the United States only. You have Hezbollah and you have, you know, we heard Iran, they, they want to cause earthquake in the United States of America. Uh, we are seeing through the borders, the refugees that's coming about, Many of Hezbollah groups, specifically the Yemenis, the Houthi, they are going to uh, Venezuela and getting passports from Venezuela, being trained, and cross the borders with, uh, you know, uh, with, uh, you know, all those refugees that come into the United States of America. And thank you, Mr. O'Biden, uh, that you have allowed these people to go to our nation and dwell in our nation, and now we don't know where they are because they are hosted by other Islamic groups. So what we need to pray uh, that God will expose the agenda of the terrorists in the United States of America, that God will ex uh, expose, you know, their tongue and confound them, and uh, that they will have dreams and vision of Jesus Christ, that they will stop their wrongdoing. But are they here in the United States of America? Yes. We have millions of people crossed over, and there are a huge amount of Muslims crossed over through this, uh, you know, uh, lawless act. Mm. Um, Kamal, if you would, just for clarity, what is the difference between Hezbollah and Hamas? The group, originally, they should kill each other in real life because Hezbollah are Shia. They, they come the descendant of sons of Keturah. Uh, he, uh, Hamas, they are the sons of Lot and they are the sons of Isa, which is, you know, both of them hostile to, the, uh, both of them hostile to, to Israel. But when you read in the, in the Bible, do, uh, do search on the Bible and see if Hamas was mentioned in the Bible. It's mentioned several times. And Hamas is it's, it's a, it's a form of worship before Allah to, to exalt their God against, you know, the God of uh, heaven and earth. Heaven and earth is with the God of heaven and earth is our God. So therefore, these people are, they are against each other, but because they are supported by Iran, they are united together in destroying Israel, in unholy alliance. Mm -hmm. but, but they're both terrorist groups. Yes, they are. Yes. Both of them are. Uh, by the way, folks, if you have a question for our special guest, Kamal Salim or Richard Harris or myself, the number is 719-619-2341. You know, I thought it was interesting. I was reading about Ahmad Yassin, really the originator of Hamas, uh, 40 years ago. He died in 2004. Uh, Kamal, is it spiritually significant that he was born in Ashkelon, the very mm. same place where David 
fought Goliath and the Philistines, Ashkelon. That's where one of the modern-day enemies of Israel was born, Ahmad Yassin of, of Hamas. It, it, is it me, or is that just so? Um, I think it, it's significant. You're absolutely right, Alex, because the spirit of Amalekite never died. Mm. It's still dwelling in, in the land of the living. And, mm. and more so it's in that side of the land because that land, there's curses and blessing about, you know, uh, the, the people groups, mm. you know, where, where, where they live and how they do things. We are seeing Goliath and David coming back again. And we are seeing Israel rising up again to, to stop this Iran, uh, Turkey, Hamas, Hezbollah, uh, Islam al-Furqa, you know, and all the other things. Muslim, do you know that Muslim terrorists from all over the world, they are ready to pour in into Syria through Turkey? They are coming about, they want to fight against Israel. This is how tender our time is. Mm. Well, uh, Darla in Oklahoma, Darla, um, we're, we're near a break, so we might have to hold you on through this break, but welcome to Truth and Liberty with our very special Thank you guest, Salim. Yes, thanks for holding. Thank you. Go ahead, please. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were going to break. <laughs> no, um, no. Thank you. Okay, thank you for taking my call. Uh, our daughter is in the practical government class, and she really appreciated Kamal's classes the last two days. Um, my question is, because of the thousands of jihadists that have uh, poured over our border, Besides praying, what can we do to protect ourselves, our families, and our communities from attacks, and what do we watch for? Okay. Mm, we we do question. have a break. Kamal, start your answer, and then we're going to come back for the completion of the answer. Okay. Uh, besides praying, Kamal, how do we begin to prepare and be protected from jihad? We need to understand our Christianity is not defensive. Our Christianity is offensive. Jesus Christ came to offend the nations, you know, with the truth, with the light of, of mm -hmm. the living God. Mm -hmm. We are today, we need the, our voice to be heard and uh, in support of the church and in support of Israel. And we need to speak the truth and make it plain. If you are on social media, let your voice be hear, heard. If you are in the street and, and in your supermarket, educate yourself by the word of God and all that is taking place so you can speak with the divine understanding of the living God. Mm -hmm. Come on, hold that thought, folks. This is Truth and Liberty. We've got a break. We're back after this. We can't stop looking at this word as someday. We gotta look at it. It is for now. And the Spirit of God, don't you think is big enough to teach you, to show you how to do things? Stop thinking that one day when I am super spiritual or when I have the money I need. No, start doing what He called you to do right now with the strength you have. So Father, we say yes to that today. Hey, you know, a big part of what we do here at Truth and Liberty is to provide you with the resources that you need in order to stand for truth in the public square. So I want to remind everybody to go to our website and check out our resources page at truthandliberty.net slash resources, where you can find material that discusses just about every issue we're facing today in our culture. And these are things that are prepared by our strategic partners and some of the uh, most influential and important organizations in America today. Hi, my name is Carrie Pickett, and like many of you, I wear lots of hats. But most of all, I'm a child of God. 
Ever since I was young, my desire has been to share the unconditional love of God. There is nothing more rewarding to me than people changing their lives and then changing the world. That's why I'm inviting you to join me wherever you are and let's discover together these foundational truths that will transform your life. Welcome back to Truth and Liberty. Alex McFarland here along with Richard Harris and our special guest, a longtime colleague, brother and friend, Kamal Saleem. Before the break, we had a question from Darla in Oklahoma. Darla, I'm gonna ask you to restate your question and I will give Kamal time to give a, a fully orbed answer. But uh, Car uh, Darla, uh, restate the question again, if you would, please. Okay, because of the thousands of jihadists that have come across our border and we don't know where they are, uh, besides praying, what can we do to protect ourselves, our families and communities from attacks and what do we watch for? So, so here's one thing that me and my family do. Uh, we found out where the issues, where the trouble happening in our streets and we do street walking. We pray over our streets. The, the second thing is what terrorizes a terrorist is when you come to somebody to their face and say, listen, Jesus loves you. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and uh, so I'm not scared of you. I'm here to tell you that I love mm -hmm. you. Jesus says, love your enemy. So now uh, you are telling them something. It's the unconditional love of God versus the conditional uh, love of the enemy. So th there's a clash between the two giants and here we are. But educate yourself in the Word of God, that God gave the land to Israel. Educate yourself in, uh, you know, uh, current events. Uh, start being part of this current event, meaning run for, you know, city council. Take it by force. We are losing state, uh, city after city in America to Muslims are taking those cities in Hamatramic, in, in Michigan. The city council, all of them are Muslim, and now 90,000 Muslim moved into the area. The whole area vote Islam. You know, so we need to start taking action just like what Truth and Liberty is telling everybody to do. What this ministry is doing is an amazing thing. We need to get behind those th ministries and say, what can I do? Equip me so I can go out. Mm. Mm. Powerful. Is, is there anything that uh, Americans can do from a physical security perspective, Kamal, like, well, should they be on the lookout for anything? Can they communicate with law enforcement? Uh, anything like that that they may see? Maybe, um, you know, should we carry firearms? Should we? Should what should we do to keep ourselves physically safe? Well, let's see. Let's let's do what Jesus said. He said, "Be wise as serpent, innocent mm -hmm. as dove." Yeah. So being wise, you know, is. I carry all the time, mm -hmm. you know, everyone in my family carry all the time, you know, and so we are, you know, legally prepared, mm -hmm. you know, but the other thing is uh, the police, uh, the police are our friend. They are not our enemy. They are our friend. So many times when you make a call to the police and what you saw and what you did, many times it's not taken to heart. You know, I mean, uh, because when you call the FBI and you give it to the FBI, but when you call the police, the police will answer to that because they are true heroes, you know. Uh, and so we need to utilize all this and we need to speak about it. You know, how can we speak about this? Start, start with the social media, start your program on, on the social media and start speaking about it and interview other people have your own show hmm. and uh, because it's gonna if if we don't speak about it it's gonna fester amen amen 
Darla, thank you. And we're so honored that your daughter is in the Practical Government School. Yes, thank we're you. We're going to go to South Carolina. Linda in South Carolina, welcome to Truth and Liberty. Thank you. What an awesome show this is, and I thank you for taking my call. I had taken an extensive study of Revelations and End Times. It took almost a year. And in that study, we definitely talked about uh, Matthew twenty four fourteen. And at that time, the, in, the teacher, Bible instructor, said that at the time that this was written, that Jesus spoke this and that Matthew wrote it, this part of the world was not known. And so the consensus of that instructor was that all of the people groups at the time that Jesus spoke this have already heard about Jesus and that we do not have to consider these 7,000 other people groups that are out there now because they weren't all there when Jesus was on earth. Hmm. So what do you say on yeah. that? I like, so, I like to tee that up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I had somebody not long ago say, and, and I quote, Jesus can't come back till all the nations have been reached. Now, um, and, and we had a respectful disagreement about that because, you know, um, Titus says the grace of God which brings salvation has appeared to all men. That doesn't mean that all people have accepted Christ. Obviously, not all have. But, um, you know, by the time of the, the first three centuries, the gospel, at least some level of the message of Jesus, had been taken to all of the known world. So, guys, um, let me give this in a two-part way. Um, the world has been told uh, of Jesus at several points over the last 2,000 years. But, but secondarily, I would say this, that really there's nothing that, quote, can't, uh, uh, nothing that prohibits Jesus from coming back when, whenever he decrees. I mean, he's the sovereign. He can intervene in history or return whenever he wants. I mean, is that a fair assessment? Uh, Alex, I agree. We can't. It's uh, pretty presumptuous for anybody to say that the Lord can't return. Uh, he said, you know not the day nor the hour. And everybody who's always trying to set a time uh, either for or against the return of Christ is always turns out to be wrong. So we can't do that. Um, I'm not an expert on this, Linda. I, I think, though, that even at the time of Christ, that there were there were people in very remote locations around the world. Archaeological evidence confirms that people were already in the Western Hemisphere, uh, even though they may have been extremely primitive or whatever, uh, there were people here. And the gospel didn't reach here effectively until the Europeans uh, in the, you know, the 1500s began to settle here. So I'm not sure that we can say with confidence that all people groups had heard the gospel by the time of the last apostle. Perhaps I'm wrong on that, but uh, I would be surprised if that were true. Uh, if I may say this, uh, we have 1040 window uh, places here in the United States of America. Yeah. From yeah. Chicago to California and other places that they have not understood what Christianity is all about. When you say Christianity, like, the, you know, because they understand that all, uh, all, uh, all roads lead to, to God, you know, and which is, uh, that's not true. But the Word of God says 
that the God of this world has blinded the unbelievers. Mm. Lest the gospel of good news of Jesus Christ reach them and open the eyes and the ears of their understanding. So in my humble opinion, there are a lot of people in Lebanon that they are born into Islam. And uh, that's from my experience, uh, that they have never understood what Christianity is all about. They heard about Jesus, but they heard it's a false religion. They heard that God came and made it with, uh, with, with Mary and he had a baby. And this baby is declaring that he is God, mm. you know. And so therefore, uh, they look at it as, you know, false idols and false deity, you know. Yeah. They have yeah. the wrong understanding. But can I judge these people fairly if they didn't know the truth? Mm. So I believe with all my, my humble opinion, if I was a Muslim, uh, you know, today, and I died and rose up before the, you know, the grace, uh, you know, before the throne of grace, and he said, Kamal, you know, how come you didn't come, you know, to know the, the light of salvation? I'm going to say I had a Christian neighbors on both sides and nobody shared it with me. And I hold them accountable mm. for this because they did not tell me about Jesus and who he is. And, and that's what I will stand before God, you know. And so, because the truth is, if I didn't understand what Jesus is all about, then I could not follow, you know. And so, you are here, you are light of the, the world. You are, mm -hmm. you know, don't hide your light under a bushel. Yeah. Wow. Wow. You know, we have an opportunity to tell people how to be saved. And let me just say to everybody watching and to, you know, reminding myself as well, that uh, the people around us, it, it's our responsibility to tell them about Jesus. Now, it's, it's their responsibility to believe, but we need to remember that everybody we encounter is going to spend eternity in either one of two places, either heaven or hell. Kamal, mm -hmm. what a great reminder. Let's go to Missouri. Frank in Missouri, thanks for holding. Welcome to our conversation with Kamal Salim. Yeah, thanks uh, for having me there, uh uh, Alec, uh, yeah, I got a, I got a simple question, but uh, I just, uh, I got it. I got to I'm really encouraged by this brother. He just, he just encouraged me to use the social media. Is that what I heard? Uh, you know, I got to jump on him. I already did it this morning, man. It was like, uh, uh, I, 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 my question has to do with, it really was a revelation that I got this morning that, uh, you know, I've heard it before, but it's, you know, when God reveals it to you, it's something different, right? Yeah, that, uh, yeah, I want to tell you who the real terrorist is. Knowing the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. Wow. You know who said that? Do you, uh, do you know who said that? Hello? Paul. So that yeah, that, was, that's, yeah. that's my simple question. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I, I led a soul to Christ in, uh, on the campus of uh, Oslo Un University after I taught a soul winning class to the profs there. And I don't know if that guy was a, you know, a sheik or a, a Islamic or whatever. Anyways, he, he came to save him. The, and then he wanted to follow me. I said, no, 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 it's Jesus, Jesus. You're following Jesus, not me. Yeah. So sure. the, the question is, the question is, uh, is, is the Apostle Paul or, or was the Apostle Paul a terrorist? Kamal, hmm. what do you say? Yes. Uh, so we need to understand that there was a terrorist. His name was Saul and he was going to terrorize the Christians in Syria. Yeah. And uh, on the way he encountered Jesus Christ and we know what happened in the story. But then God spoke to the church and he said, go lay a hand your 
your hand on the eyes of Saul, you know, and pray for him. That man, he, his name was Ananias. Hmm. And when God called Ananias and he said to him, you know, I'm sending you. He said, here I am, Lord, send me. And he said, I'm sending you to your name, a man. His name is Saul. And so Ananias put his B-U-T, but Lord, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, and he put this before the face of God. And he said, isn't he the terrorist? The, the church today is in the place of Ananias mm -hmm. and the terrorists are waiting for somebody to come and lay a hand on them because the minute Ananias agreed to the will of God, the transformation, the spiritual transformation of Saul the terrorist became Paul the apostle even before he laid hand on him. Why? Because it manifested in his spirit and now it's an action ready to happen. And there's no different today, but the church today is saying to God, but God, they, they put in their the B-U-T before God's face and saying, isn't, isn't he the one who persecuted? Yeah. The, the terrorists, they do want to mm -hmm. kill us. But I'm telling you here, the Muslim are open to receive more than ever before. Do not debate them, love them to life. So I, I just got to, the Holy Spirit is saying this right now. Um, when Ananias laid hands on Saul, the scales that were on his eyes fell off. That's right. So, so the Lord is saying to us that as we, if we will extend the hand of love to the, to the Arab people and the Muslim people, then the, uh, God will cause the scales on their eyes to fall off. I'm the pretty eyes sure of that's from the Lord. Yeah. Amen. Wow. By the way, folks, that's Acts 9, verse 18, if you want to read on that for yourself. Frank, thanks for being a faithful listener and caller. We're going to go to Wisconsin. A Truth and Liberty supporter, Tim, thank you for being a supporter up there, some of the best cheese I ever had. Uh, I gotta say, <laughs> folks, if you've never had cheese curds, yes, go to yes. Wisconsin. I am, I, am I right on that, Tim? Yep. In fact, I, I grew up on a dairy farm and milk cows, and now I'm I don't milk cows for a living anymore, but I still have a couple cows to milk for <laughs> milk and meat well, and whatever. So. Well, we're honored that you're up there in Wisconsin listening. What what is your question or comment for Truth and Liberty tonight, Tim? Yes, my question is, um, I'm, I'm curious if you know what Palestinian Christians, or Middle Eastern Arab Christians, I guess maybe, that aren't, or maybe even Jewish Christians, think of what's going on. I, I've heard different things over the years that, you know, a lot of Arab and Middle Eastern Palestinian Christians probably don't have the same perspective on Israel and, and some of the Middle Eastern stuff as we do here in the West. I'm just curious what your thoughts are on what they uh, what they what they think, you know, about the conflict with Israel, and and I've even heard that some actually see Israel as occupiers. Yes, you know, like some of the pro-Palestinian people might say, you know, that are that are believers, aren't Muslims, but aren't you know Americans? You know, I'm just curious what your thoughts are. You have that. two and kinds also, of believers. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. And my other quick comment is, Richard, you mentioned earlier in the show about a teaching you have on the end times, and I think I'd asked you about it a couple months ago because you had mentioned it, and you said you're working on making it available to the public. I'd, I'd like to get a hold of it. Yeah, just go to um, richardharrisministries.com, and you can get a copy of that right there. Okay, it is available on there now. Okay. It is now available. Thank you, about, I, I got your email from the Richard Harris Ministries thing, so I, I'll check that out then. So thank okay. you. I'll let you answer my first question then. <laughs> okay, go ahead, come on. Thank you. So we have to understand that the Christian and Jewish people lived under Islamic ruling for hundreds of years, whether it's the, uh, the Ottoman, whether it's the Mamluk, 
or whether other empire, Islamic empire. The Muslim have what's called the doctrine, it's called the Dimitude Doctrine. The Dimitude Doctrine is, it's said to people how to live their life under the Islamic law. So if you are Muslim or Christian, you are a, a servant to the Muslims. Uh, and so therefore you are not equal in citizenship. You could not be a citizen of Islam. So you have to serve unless you converted. So as a, as a Christian, you have to wear a specific belt. And if you're a Jewish, you have to put the Jewish uh, star on your shoulder. And so they told them how to live their life. And, and over the years, many of the Christians their theology and their doctrines, it was orthodoxy, old orthodoxy, Greek orthodox. So they start supporting the Muslims in many different ways. So they are broken into the, the belief. Uh, and, but we are seeing today more Jewish people and more Christians are waking up and saying, I don't believe this because they are seeing, he said, you will know them by their fruit. The fruit that they are extending to the nations, it's, it's a terrorist fruit. And now we're seeing separation. We see Thousands of Christians live in Israel proper. They support Israel. They fight with the Israeli military. And they have also yes. Muslim Druze that they are living in Israel and they are fighting on, on, on Israel's side. Wow. But when you see the Christians that they are live in Gaza, uh, they are, they are uh, you know, ruled by the dimi, dimitude status. So they come to support the Muslims. This happens all, of, uh, all over the Muslim, uh, the, uh, the Middle Eastern culture. We see, you know, Christian on one side and Christian on the other side. But it's happening on both sides. But now with the great awakening that's happening, the, the eyes of the, uh, the believers are being opened. And we are seeing more people coming toward the truth. Mm -hmm. mm. Wow. Uh, thank uh, you for that great question. Can I just uh, uh, share a personal observation on this one, Alex, that might help yes. people understand? Um, the, when people in the Middle East call themselves Christian, um, now there are people that are born again and have had a personal encounter with Jesus Christ. They're, they are in the Middle East. They are in Israel. There's thousands in Israel. But many people who use the name Christian, they do it because they've been quote unquote, born into Christianity, meaning they come from a Christian family. Uh, so they call themselves Christians, but they do not have a relationship with Christ. They don't really know what it means to be saved. It's a, it's more of an, this is strange to us as Americans, but it's really an ethnic term rather than it is a religious term. I remember when we, my wife and I were in Israel and we were witnessing going along the beach, talking to people. And we come along this man and this woman, and the man is a Muslim and the woman is a quote unquote Christian. They, they, he goes down the beach because he didn't want to hear us. She remains. And she looked at us. Uh, she said she was a Christian. And then she says, well, you don't really think Jesus Christ was a real person, do you? And I was like, you said uh, you were yeah. a Christian. Uh, and, and because when she used that word, she just means that's my group. That's, the, that's my ethnic group. And so. where did that come from, Brother Richard? That came from the Islamic theology. Okay. In Islam, if you are born Muslim, you are Muslim immediately. Mm. And if you leave Islam, then you must be killed. Muhammad says, whoever leave Islam, kill him or kill her. Mm. And so, but the Christian that they are living under the rules of Islam, under the Dimitude, they have adopted into the Islamic doctrine and they start following into this. Just like Brother Richard said, they are born into Christianity, but they never accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and King and being born again. Because when you tell them about who Jesus is, they go like, that's not the Jesus that I knew about because they think that he's a man and he's not a God. Yeah. And the Christians that I have met in Israel, encountered in Israel, for the most part, they are, 
they lean more towards sympathy with the Jewish people and, and Israel than they do with the terrorists. That's just personal observation. The one and in Israel. Yeah, yes, in Israel, yes. Now, if you went into uh, uh, Gaza. Gaza, I don't know about that. But. Uh, Kamal, here's a question that comes in online. Why do liberals oppose hate crimes yet support Hamas? I mean, there, there's hmm. so much we could say about that. The, the woke left prides themselves on social justice and fairness and anti-racism. And yet it seems like the racism that gets a pass is anti-Semitism. Just in the last couple of years here in America, we've seen uh, Jewish people killed in Pittsburgh, Richmond, Minneapolis, um, just heartbreaking anti-Semitism. And now American liberals supporting Hamas when they, they they pride themselves on the moral high ground, social justice. Uh, is, it seems contradictory. Uh, Kamal, can you help us understand this? Secularism or liberalism is a theology. It's a religion. And so therefore, they, uh, they, they go in sync with other isms, whether it's secularism or liberalism or Islamism. So therefore, they will, uh, because what stands between the liberal uh, in America and between the conservative is the American Constitution. Mm. And because the American Constitution said the don't, do, do and don't. And so now they make hate crime that is put on the American people conservative per se. And mm. we saw what happened with the FBI, with all of it, how they're going after conservative. You know, and uh, we basically we have brown shirts in our streets and they are supporting the enemy versus supporting American. And we are seeing the split in the culture that is taking place. And what we need to do is to understand that this is happening specifically and purposely by the leftist group to shift our culture and to shift our nation little by little to the left side that hopefully sooner or later, even the conservative will move to the middle side or maybe to the left side. This is a strategy. It's, a, it's part of the communist strategy. It's dictated in the communist uh, strategy and they are playing it by rule and they are applying it and put it upon us because if they keep saying it on the media and they keep standing for this, people will believe it sooner or later. We're going to go to Colorado. Randall in Colorado, uh, a subscriber. And by the way, folks, you too can become a partner and a subscriber. Go to truthandliberty.net slash donate. And Randall, I also believe you're a student at the most exciting Christian school in the world, Karis. So thank you, Randall, and welcome to Truth and Liberty. Yes, I am, and I was privileged, gentlemen, to be in uh, Alex's class last week and Kamal uh, this week, and it's just been so enlightening and educational. And I claim Philippians 2, 10 through 11, it says that in the name of Jesus, every name should bow of those in heaven and those on the earth and those under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Uh, my question, Amen. gentlemen, is is uh, how much of the Great Reset, the the Klaus Schwab, um, Bill Gates, the elite one percent, how much of this is playing into their view of? Um, what they consider to be a chess a chess match that goes global, and I'll leave you guys to answer that. 
The Great Reset, the pandemic, the quarantines, kind of the new world order. I mean, does this play into that, Kamal? Well, uh, all, uh, you know, what we're seeing the world is doing, all roads lead, uh, lead to Babylon. And we are seeing the Babylonian system rising up, and now they want to take dominion on earth. Mm -hmm. And this is the greatest fight, uh, fight in our humanity is uh, for, you know, uh, the book of Isaiah speaks about that specifically. And we need to address what God said. In Isaiah 60, the word of God says, Arise and shine, for your light has come. Mm -hmm. What light is this light of Jesus Christ? You know, uh, your light has come, and the glory of God has risen upon you. And he said, when you see the darkness fills the earth and a deep darkness, the heart of the people, he said, then my glory will come upon you. Wow. This is the time for the glory of God to enter our humanity and to rise up fresh and new. And this is, we, we will see we will see the church rising in the boldness of Jesus Christ in the attitude of the Lion of Judah. And that is what he did for our humanity. It's, it's upon us and we are in the midst of it all. You know, um, that's a powerful scripture you just quoted. Um, the, the, the book of Haggai also, when prophesying the second temple, said that the glory of this latter house shall be greater than the glory, glory of the former house. And yet, when you saw the physical temple that the Jews built when they came back from Persia and Babylon, it, it paled in comparison to Solomon's temple. And there never was a physical manifestation of the glory of God in, in that temple like there was in Solomon's temple when it was dedicated. I believe that that, that prophecy was saying that the temple, it was a prophecy referring to the temple of the body of Christ. And that scripture also says that there's a day coming when God will shake not only the earth, but the heavens and the earth. That's quoted in Hebrews. You mentioned that earlier, Kamal. And we are in that time of great shaking. We're also in the time when God is rebuilding his house. That's right. Because the Bible says that the glory, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. And the glory is manifested where? In the house, in the body of Christ. And so the church will receive that glory from Isaiah 61 and shine that glory around the world. So uh, you're, I think you're spot on on that one. We are in, the, in those end times. God's not done yet, though, but there's a mighty work that's taken place. You know, uh, I see what's happening and, and we are coming to see that what God is doing. And, uh, and this is, in the old days, God made a covenant with Abraham, Brother Alex, and, and he said, it will be in the flesh, which is circumcision. But Jesus Christ brought about the new circumcision. And why he want to bring about the new circumcision, which is circumcision the of the heart. Because he want to dwell in there for greater is he that is in us than he the one in the world. That is where the temple of God know, uh, you know, dwell in us. And that's where we were known by our fruit, what we project into the world. We are in that place. And God says, I dwell in the heart uh, of my people. And, and so I'm not saying this is a replacement theology that we're replacing Israel, but we are talking about what Jesus said that he will do in us as Christian to fulfill his purpose in the land of the living. Mm. And that's important, you know, and so. Uh, Amen. Kamal, you've got a resource, Ishmael Redeemed. Would you again tell people uh, what's in that resource and where they can find that? This is about how God is going to reach two billion Muslim uh, in Jesus Christ. And this is 
it has the genealogy and the blessings and the curses upon bloodline of humanity. And who the enemy gods are, you know, whether it's under Japheth or under Ham or under Shem. And who are these people and what bloodline they're birthed in and what God is going to do and how he's doing it and who are these people. There's charts for everything to understand, diagrams for everything to understand what's going on. But ultimately, this is to really reach the Muslim and educate the Muslim and let the Muslim know who Jesus Christ is in the most beautiful way and to show them the miracle of God and how God is doing it right now. And uh, God is bringing the sons of Ishmael back to his table to change our world. And we will see the Ishmaelite coming next to us, the Christians and the Jewish people, to lift up our arms. And we, we see that's already start happening. <coughs> Saul Rebbe gave, uh, you know, land to Israel, gave airspace. Uh, you know, they're allowing so many things. So many things happen. I wish I had more time to speak on this, but all of it is in, in this book, then it describes what's going to take place mm -hmm. right now. It really will change your understanding. This is a new manna for such time as this that has not been released yet. Mm. And uh, this is what this is all about. Richard Harris, what else do we have this week on upcoming shows of Truth and Liberty? Oh, uh, you know, I think Andrew's going to uh, be hosting tomorrow. And I think you're okay. going to be back on with Andrew Womack tomorrow. Yes. Maybe you'll have a deeper discussion of your book tomorrow. I don't know what Andrew has in mind, but that'll be a great show. Um, and then uh, I believe Dwayne Sheriff is probably on Thursday. Um, yeah. And I'm not sure about Friday yet. Folks, we want you to tell everybody about Truth and Liberty. Let your friends know truthandliberty.net, truthandliberty.net. Spread the word. And Kamal Salim, uh, thank you, my dear brother. Richard Harris, I, I appreciate you both for being on, but most of all, I appreciate what you do for the kingdom of God. Folks, Psalm 122, verse 6, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. All them that love thee shall prosper. So let's do what God's word says. Let's bless Abraham. Let's pray for the peace of Jerusalem. I want to thank everybody for watching this amazing crew, the Truth and Liberty crew. We couldn't do the program without a lot of great people back in that control room. And we give God the glory, folks. Tell somebody about Truth and Liberty, but most of all, tell everybody about Jesus. God bless you. Thank you for joining today's Truth and Liberty livecast. You can watch today's and past livecasts in our archives at truthandliberty.net. Our goal is to educate Christians and connect them with resources and organizations to help them impact their sphere of influence. You can help us accomplish this by making a donation at truthandliberty.net slash donate. Join us next time for more Truth and Liberty.